spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, everybody. All right, this hour, we're going to speak uh, to a Arizona state senator who actually wants to help fix the zone. And when we talk about the zone, obviously, we're talking about the homeless encampment in downtown Phoenix. Now, you and I went down there yesterday. That was in between murders. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. So on Tuesday, there was a body that was burning in a dumpster. On Wednesday, you and I went down there. And it was a horrifying experience. It really was sad to see how many people are, are so, so far gone. Yeah. So lost. Um, and as we said, kind of their eyes are just dead. And so that was Wednesday. Then, you know, we wake up today and we see that uh, there was a woman that got killed. And so this is a terribly dangerous place. And it's only growing. And so when we have this lawmaker on a little bit later this hour, I think... What can you do? What are you going to do? Can you do anything? Yeah, I mean, what do the laws say? Because I, 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 they're not breaking a law. It's weird. They're not breaking a law by putting a tent in front of a business. Because the Supreme Court has ruled that, hey, yeah, you can be an urban camper all you want. But, you know, they're also breaking laws that are completely ignored. Prostitution, right. drug abuse. Did you see uh, drug abuse yesterday? Oh, we saw eyes? plenty of it. Did you see a prostitute or We more? did. Okay. We saw drug dealers. We, there was nobody there. No. No, but like if you were to put a cop down there, they could arrest hundreds of people. Bring a paddy wagon. Yeah, but then what do you do with them? You put them in. You put them in the jail, and does okay? You get them off the street for a period of time. What is it? A few days or what have you? And then what do you do? So I listen. They're going to go back to the same thing. They're going to go back to the same thing. So I mean, the drug dealers obviously would probably be in a little bit longer. Although I don't know what what we're going to do with that anymore. Did you see people getting phones? Yes, there was somebody handing out free phones and tablets. It says on the side of their car. Pablo and I looked over and I thought, "What the hell is that?" Steve couldn't see because he had his glasses on. But uh, because we were all in the same car. Yeah, and, and so you saw someone handing the homeless people. Says free phones, free okay. tablets. Can you even explain that? Because I missed that. Uh, well, part. because the whole point is, you go out and you get right. It's probably a nonprofit or something to do with the city. And the whole thing is, the the you're probably they're giving them out so they could contact potential whoever. I don't know. California does it too, and they give you Netflix in California on the phone. On the phone. So that doesn't that doesn't do what does that do? Is this into, they all a lot of those people have phones. How about how about instead you give them a, 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 a bottle of water? I mean, something that they they're going to get that anyways. Here's the other uh, thing. We've made it so it's really not hard being homeless as far as getting the nutrients and the food you need. Because down there at the homeless encampment are two to three places where they can go in and get a free meal. Which is, you know, that's good. I'm glad that they're that they're eating. I'm, I'm glad. But what we're doing is we're just letting them live there, letting them do drugs, letting the prostitutes and letting the, the them Johns do nothing but whatever it is that they want to do at that point in time. All right. So later this hour, we're going to talk to a state representative. She uh, went down and talked to our buddy Joe at the sandwich shop. Great guy, Joe. Great. He sandwich was fantastic. Brother, we had a great time. We ordered sandwiches. Uh, he's a terrific guy. He owns the sandwich shop down there, and, and you know, right surrounding it are all the tents. So she went, uh, Catherine Miranda is who we're going to have on, Arizona State Senator. She went and talked to Joe, who owns the sandwich shop. We talked to Joe on what, Tuesday? Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see what she's come up with. She wants to do something about the zone. 
All right. One of the other big stories that we're covering is, uh, you know, I, I just think such a disappointing ruling from the Arizona Supreme Court. Uh, it says that uh, Governor Hobbs is not required to carry out the execution warrant of this uh, awful human uh, being, if you want to call him that, Aaron Gunches, who killed a man in 2002. Uh, he killed a man named Ted Price. So uh, about a half hour ago, we spoke to Brittany. Brittany is the daughter of Ted Price, who was killed by this guy in 2002. Take a listen to what she said. Let's say that uh, Aaron Gunches was to be put to death on April 6th. Mm-hmm. Would it make you feel better? Would it closure? Would it would it be closure? I feel like it's not so much closure. I feel like my family and I are just done talking about it. And the minute that execution is you know processed and he's just gone, this just ends. It doesn't have to be brought up you know a year or two from now because now I feel like with the governor putting executions on hold, we're going to be back here when she's not the governor anymore. If it, you know, if nothing happens and if, if we can't get what we want. Brittany Price is our guest, uh, daughter of Ted Price, who was killed uh, by a man on death row in uh, in 2002. How's your brother feeling about all this right now? He is completely over it because it's been such a roller coaster. Like, I try to give him information when I know it's solid because it's just, it's too much. And I'm very protective. I'm the older one, so I've been protective of him since, you know, our father's life has been taken. Um so he's just, he's over it, and he just, you know, he just wants it to be done. Hey, Brittany, talk to Governor Hobbs right now. She, believe me, they're listening. Uh, what do you want to tell her? I don't know. I just, like, would like to, you know, tell her that, you know, it's, it's what she's doing is extremely, like, emotionally traumatizing to my family. I mean, we, you know, we've waited this long. We've been patient, like my Aunt Karen said in her last interview with you. You know, we didn't make us think about it. And, you know, we didn't want to go down without a fight because we shouldn't have to be fighting for something that he was sentenced twice. And he wants it. He, he requested it. All right. That is the voice of the daughter of Ted Price. Uh, her name's Brittany. Uh, last week, we talked to Ted Price's sister, Karen. Listen, here's the bottom line, man. Governor, do you care more about the victims? And the family? Yep. Or do you care about the feelings of a murderer? Because I, 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 it looks like you care about the feelings of a murderer. And I think she, here's the thing. Uh, call it what you want, perception, reality. The reality is, is you seem to be fighting pretty hard for really bad people based on some sort of, well, we need to find out if this is right. And, you know, uh, are they being injured? Who are the people running this stuff? Uh, I, I don't look. If it was hangings, if it was the electric chair, if it was the firing squad, I can guarantee you they'd be coming up with a a way to get out of each and every one of those. This just happens to be easy. Well, what kind of medicine is it? Is it is it expired? Who are the people putting the needles in? uh, Are they trained? Are they trained correctly? I I think you got to go down the road of this. Did we torture three people last year? Yes or no? No. Okay, I think that's pretty obvious to us. It was working. The first one, it. one little blip that's not a blip that happens to normal people right. where they had to go through the groin. wasn't a big deal. They got it done. The other two went off without a hitch. Yeah, because I think if you were to look at it, we put pushed pause for eight years on executions. And then we brought it back last year. And you know what? Maybe we brought it back because of politics, because who was the AG then? And he was trying to get a Senate seat. And he was hiding all that material, the investigation about the elections. That may well be true. But there were three executions last year. And and if at all, I'll say this, if at all they were torturous to these people who are getting killed, me personally, I don't care. But I don't want people tortured. No. Uh, and if one of them 
was tortured or felt like, oh, my gosh, the pain that they went. It shouldn't be painful. It should be, boom, they're dead. If at all one of the three felt pain or felt like we were torturing, then I get it if we're going to push pause. That didn't happen. Yeah. No reason to push pause. And this guy wants it. I don't really care what he wants. Well, the whole thing is, now, who are you fighting for at this point? And if we've got somebody that we can say, hey, look, if we really want to do a test, right? Is that the whole thing? And <laughs> we want to we want to test. We want to make sure that everything is 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 above board and that it goes off without a hitch. Yeah. This would be the character. Well, let's ask the question. Who are we torturing? We're torturing the victim's families is what we're doing. Yeah, that's that is 100 percent. They are emotionally traumatized. And they have been for 21 years, 22 years, whatever it is. And we just continue to go down this road and say, let's just put pause, push pause. Let's make sure we know what we're doing. Well, let me tell you something. Governor, hire people who know what they're doing. Put that a lot of jobs out. The people need jobs, right? Hire somebody. Put them in this job. Make sure that they could do a cut down on a groin that is not going to be feel like a pinch. And, and move on. And let's get going. And let's give this family some relief. The Price family deserves relief. And what are we doing here? I, We're traumatizing I, them again. It's yeah. disgusting. And it feels like they're getting very little conversation or talk or anything from yeah. the governor's office. All right. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Billy Joe, Stevie Nicks. You like those two? I do. Uh, they're going to be at Chase Field one Here's night only. The song, you're the piano man. December 8th. Tickets go on sale this uh, Friday. Chad's going to open. Oh, I wish. Uh, you can win a pair busy. of tickets. Uh, go to the contest page, KTAR.com. Very, very busy that night. Are you busy? Yeah, I got stuff. You really have the, nothing going on. Got the thing with the thing. So there's <laughs> that other thing that's going on, too. So that happens. You know, there's a uh, popular golf course out in Scottsdale, uh, Chad. And apparently today, a, plan, a plane landed on it. <laughs> Did you? My goodness. Wow. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about that. Were they playing through? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's the Gatos and Chad Show. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. A uh, plane landed on a golf course today. The plane, the plane. Hey, Becky Lynn, do you remember when, didn't Patrick Swayze land a plane in the yes. middle of the road here in the in Arizona like 20 years ago? I think so. Yes, do I do remember that. Remember that. Yeah. yeah. We've had some planes land in uh, the Valley in some very places. odd places. And today... That's not, that's... Uh, huh? why, why, why did Patrick Swayze land a plane? Uh, I, I, to I, avoid crashing. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Was it for a movie? No. no. No, that's Tom Cruise that lands planes for movies. That's how he rolls. That's right. I don't Man, even there's know a lot what of plane talk today. We had a small aircraft uh, land in the middle of a golf course. Scottsdale police say a glider is down near Troon Golf Course. As you can see from Sky 12, that glider is on the green. No word of any injuries, but it does appear that the glider is not badly damaged. Uh, Better fix its divot. <laughs> I know, right? It's funny. It la it landed in the green between two sand traps. It's pretty good. I, I don't know. know if this yeah, thing. Can you imagine? I wonder if he was. Aim well, can you even aim a glider? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was having a. I also. I almost had a John Denver joke there. <laughs> oh gosh, it's too soon for that. It's not. It's like twenty years. It is twenty years. It's been longer than twenty years. Uh, yeah. So yeah, John like Denver. It. I mean, those gliders. Uh, they he wasn't in a glider, was, was he? Was he in a glider? Yeah, he was in a homemade, I made it in my garage airplane. Okay. He was really good. big into that. Oh, that didn't work out well. Yeah, yeah. Did you, what's the, this is, imagine the people that were golfing. Guarantee you, they moved, and then they're like, oh, I, 
I'm going to get the ball over the plane. It's That's on the what ground. I would try, I'm, right? I've got stuff going on. Wouldn't you try and like hit the plane with it, like with your shot? No, but I would be very upset about this whole thing because I paid big money you to be on true. Game. <laughs> That's right. You've ruined it. Yeah, but now you've got a great story. Yeah, well, there's always a golf course has all kinds of great stories. Do you have a great golf course story? Because uh, you know I don't golf. No, I've got a few of them. You know, I've got a couple of buddies who've accidentally got a little squirrely in the, the cart. One tipped over. One went oh. into a water. Uh-huh. Uh, the last time we went golfing I'm with our big boss here, and uh, let's just say he's like, "All right, so." We can get the guys behind us to push our cart, and then we can lift it up, and we can get out of the thing we're in. Because we had teeter-tottered, and we had Themisius. See, I would think that you'd be boozing it up, but you've never had a drink in no, your life. No, no, and I wasn't driving on that one. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Well, a small aircraft landed on a golf course near Scottsdale. That's awesome. Landed good. Look, and man, looks like they didn't take two. It's a glider. It doesn't weigh a lot. No, it weighs no. like a pound. It and probably weighs less than the uh, the actual carts. Probably could have picked a lot worse place to land it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Would you want to land it in the sand, or would you want to land it on the green? The golf course. Oh, you want on to the do green. That. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. the sand, you're going to stop really quick, and then oh, it's yeah. going to flip over. Yeah. And then your, then your paper airplane's going to break. <laughs> hey, uh, does anybody want to make any money? Uh, yes. I, have, I like money. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Arizona water is apparently the new gold rush. Yeah. What does that mean, Chad? <sighs> Trillion dollar marketplace. Wall Street is coming out here buying up everything in the Southwest they can that will be any kind of water rights, any kind of way that they can move water towards Phoenix and the surrounding areas because we have water issues. And if you can find solutions and or water, you're going to have a you can print money. It's 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 now. Right. Remember, it was it was a, a up comes a bubbling crude. Well, this is up comes water. And there are huge firms moving out here, buying massive amounts of land, partially, too, because they're going to come up with saline uh, uh, plants in, in smaller numbers. They're going to do anything they can. They're coming out with a solution to the water problem? Some of them are. Some of them are coming together with they've got, like, new ideas of what they think they're going to be able to do when they could take other reclaimed water. It's nuts. But think about we're talking about water all the time here. The water rights. What's going to happen in Colorado? And yes, you know what? This year's it's been a helper with all the water and 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 we'll see what it looks like, but this we're going to be going through these conversations over and over again and water is it's huge money, man. It is massive amounts of money that these people are going to be able to charge and it is not going we're always going to need water unless the aliens come and tell us something different. Arizona drought is down to only 8%. That's pretty good. Uh, reservoirs are collectively at 99% full. Um, Rio Verde cannot get any water, but everybody else is doing high. My high. goodness. Uh, in Flagstaff, how many inches of snow did it get? 157 this yeah. year? And by the way, what did they say uh, uh, the skiing place is going to stay up until May 7th? Well, the all-time record in Flagstaff is, t- I believe, 210. And Flagstaff Airport saying, we got 157. It probably won't get the record, but but it'll get close. Incredible, yeah. But it does show you that when nature wants to roar back, nature can roar back in ways that we don't quite get. Yeah, SRP's six reservoirs on the Salt and Verde rivers collectively ninety nine percent full, up from sixty three percent in early December. It's amazing. It is. It is. That's but amazing. water is, it's, we, we know we're going to have other times. And this is the battle that's going to happen with the Colorado River and everything. And it's a huge place to put your money right now. All right. We're going to hold up the headlines coming up in a second. Becky Lynn's going to read the news. We're going to interrupt and be snarky. Stick Snark. around.
Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up the headlines. All right, Becky Lynn. Give us some headlines, please. KTAR News. Eyes on education. Well, an Arizona Republican has an idea on how to help solve our state's teacher shortage. State Representative Matt Grass believes not enough money is going into teachers' pockets, so he wants to pass a bill to give teachers a $10,000 pay raise by 2025. This plan would significantly boost starting teacher pay to fourth in the country. Critics say there are flaws with this bill. They point out it doesn't cover costs to school districts whenever salaries go up, including for things like payroll taxes and pension contributions. The House is expected to vote on the bill Monday. Reporting from the state capitol, I'm Griselda Satino, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Uh, listen, I'm all for going down this road and listening to what this representative has to say, but I don't think $10,000 will bring you up to fourth in the country in terms of teacher pay. Arizona starting pay. Last. Oh, did you say starting yeah, that's pay? starting pay. I don't even know if that's true, Chad. I'd have to look into that. That sounds a little bit too rosy for me. But why, why are all Democrats just shooting this down right away? Because that's not their idea. Remember, uh, if your team doesn't get the you know the thing passed, your amazing. team doesn't win. It's an amazing. And so we we can't have that. We'd rather nobody win. Well, than I'm not saying else. that there aren't holes in this thing. Of course, there's holes from, in everything. From what I understand, it's like okay, you get the ten thousand for the first year, but it might go away. Well, then that's not a raise. That's a bonus. Well, I thought, yeah, I just, uh, there's a whole time to dig in a little bit and see how you could make nah, this. I got other things going on. Oh, jeez, right? Chad. N- n- you right. know what? They're too big. They, they've, <laughs> let's just uh, let's they got ask the court system on. and oh. find out what they would like to do with it because that's, that's what they, right? they tend to do. Okay. Becky uh, Lynn, we're holding up the headlines. Well, many police departments are facing recruitment and retention challenges. And Apache Junction Police Chief Michael Pooley says smaller departments like his have an added challenge. We're competing with bigger agencies that offer a bigger salary that have maybe some more opportunities. So what we have to do is compete with them here in the Valley, as well as other law enforcement agencies across the country. So he says having an awareness of what his officers need, as well as looking to recruit residents who are invested in the community, has improved the department's culture and increased both hiring and retention. Hey, when we were in downtown Phoenix yesterday, right? And we were trying to, uh, uh, you know, get educated about what's happening down there with the uh, homeless encampment and we're driving through it. Did you notice the big sign on the side of the building that said it was like a help wanted in his saying police and it was talking about bonuses. $7,500 signing bonus. Yep. You did see it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I drive home at night. I see bonus $10,000 signing bonus here. seventy five there. No. Up to 15000 here for lateral. And it's they're doing everything they can yep. to recruit and it still doesn't seem to be working. We're holding up the headlines. Why should they just be kicked out by Grand Canyon University? In spite of public opposition, the Phoenix City Council voted 5-4 to four last night to allow evictions at three mobile home parks. Grand Canyon University owns one of them, and it's planning to convert that site to student housing. The council approved $2.5 million for relocation costs. Uh, so, wait, I know I, I, people are upset. So, you... you I own a place, and you're going to tell me that, you know, by a five-to-four margin, I can kick them out. But if you would have went the other way, I own a place, and I can't tell people 
they can't leave my place. It's it's ridiculous. The, some of these people complain, and I think that maybe the, you know if I'm Grand Canyon, hey, we got a big endowment. Let's throw some money at this and help these people get to where they need to go because the city will shortchange them. But you also can't stop progress. You can't. And I think we forget that. I mean, these are the same people when I hear them. Like, those people would have said, we're not going to have planes because that's going to mess up the sky. You can't stop progress. We're holding up the headlines. The collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank led to criticism and blame aimed at Arizona's U.S. Senator Kirsten Cinema. Well, now she's breaking down what went wrong and what's being done. Cinema exclusively tells Mike Broomhead show the blame falls on mismanagement from the bank and federal regulators failing to conduct proper oversight. I'm working with a bipartisan group of senators on legislation that would allow for more congressional oversight of our regulators. This comes as Democrats have blamed Cinema for the crash after supporting looser bank regulations while she was a member of the House. They yeah. blamed Cinema for the crash? Yeah. Surely so. Which, by the way, let's not forget Barney Frank, who mm-hmm. is part of the Frank Dodd, the famous, he went in and said, hey, we're killing these small banks with regulations and they're they're going out of business because it's just too much so they loosened them and he said none of that is true but the reality is is we know what happened with uh, the banks there was they were working at home well that was part of it <laughs> that was, that, but that the bank, feds went in there and looked they and they didn't do anything they said too many people have been working from home and you're not paying attention about what's going on in the office all right we're holding up the headlines becky lynn is reading the news she does every day at 3 30 and uh, we like to interrupt and react to her uh, top stories okay now listen up chad a coroner in <laughs> beaver county pennsylvania is still reviewing the cause of death of a man whose body was found in a house that contained roughly a hundred venomous snakes a lizard and a crocodile whoa police in the town of alex Quippa say the man had a bite mark on the inside of his wrist, but a toxicologist said that mark was not recent. Police took away all of the poisonous and dangerous reptiles. Four adults lived in that house, including a three-year-old girl, and one neighbor had questions. It's sad that they lost someone. I feel bad for that part, but at the same point in time... Why are y'all living with all them snakes in that little itty-bitty old house in a residential neighborhood? Officials say the two men who lived there ran a reptile business. Yeah, they probably did. You know what? They could be selling venom. And that guy might have died of a heart attack for all we know. He might have. But his body was just found there. That's the thing. Yeah, so, uh, but, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes people, the the anti-venom, it comes from somewhere. Mm. Yeah, but you know what's interesting? Because that's why Becky Lynn said, Chad, listen up. You have how many reptiles at your house? A lot. Not that many, but uh, (laughs) a lot. 25? Yeah, probably right around okay. there. Where do you, and you you live out in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, you don't live in like yeah, you know. But I don't have different. I don't have venomous. I have kids, so I won't have venomous. I've had venomous in the past. I've had a lot of different kind of venomous creatures, but I've got youngsters, and I won't have them anywhere near that kind of stuff. That's why you're such a good dad. That's why I try. All right, holding up the headlines. Saw brought to you by Carol has the buyers.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Up next, uh, can the homeless uh, problem in downtown Phoenix, the encampment, can it be solved? They call it the zone. Well, we've got an Arizona politician who's going to join us next. She wants to fix the zone. Let's hear what she has to say. Stick around. Drive home with the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, we are trying to track down a state senator. Uh, I think she's in a meeting right now, but basically, this Arizona State Senator will join us today, and we're going to talk about the zone. It's the encampment in downtown Phoenix. There was a murder there yesterday. There's a murder on Tuesday. It's a mess. And she says she wants to do something about it. So we're going to hear her out, uh, and we'll track her down. So uh, stick around for that on the Gatos and Chad show. Should every boss do what the uh, CEO of Starbucks is going to do. He's going to go work as a barista. Is that right? So, now, for him to go work as a barista, first thing he's got to do is get smug. 
Uh, <laughs> probably has to talk about his art degree. That's terrible. And uh, look the, down upon everybody no. for not ordering the way that they should order. No, the folks at Starbucks are very nice. Why would you? Why would you say something so awful? You don't drink coffee. You I don't. do not. So how do you know that they're so nasty at Starbucks? Because I go buy coffee no, for you, people there. Yeah. You go buy coffee for people? Yeah. Like my mom's always like, can you go get me my double ice cappuccino? And then you, and I go you in walk there in and there like, they don't like it. Uh, oh, gosh. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, I got a humanities degree. Oh, I'm like, you're a manatee? Uh, no, I got so an humanities. art degree. Mm, good, good, good. Yeah. Can you make my hot chocolate with the whipped cream? <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm seven. <laughs> so, though, they make your dog something, too. Don't even get me started oh, on that. Oh, that's right. Papachinos. But so, is it a good thing, though, right? What? To go down there and No, no, to go down there if you're the boss and just yeah. to see, see what's going on in the world. Uh, I, you know you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that, uh, that uh, uh, show, Undercover Boss. Have you ever seen Undercover oh, yeah, Boss? Yeah, yeah. It'll be on every once in a while here, but I've seen it before. Okay. So sometimes I'm watching that. My wife will come over and watch it, and she'll start to cry. Really? Oh, every time. Sometimes I think to myself, yeah, yep. you guys don't know who your boss is? <laughs> like <laughs> so, the wig and the mustache. Right. So, I know who you are. So the undercover boss, if you haven't seen was it on CNBC or something? Yeah, yeah. All right, no. so it's, a, it's, it's the boss of a, like a, C, a CEO, big company, yeah. decides, okay, I'm going to go and do that job. I'm going to go and do that job. I'm going to do all these little different jobs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to uh, put on a, a disguise, and I'm going to go and do it. And it's, they always pull the, the, the heartstrings, because when the boss goes in there, it's like he talks to like a single mom uh, or he'll talk to, uh, you know, a, a single dad who's raising his son or something like that. And then at the end of the episode, gives him like a million dollars or something like that. Right. Yeah, it's like, and it's a, I want to pay for your kid to go to school. Don't you think it's a good idea if you're the CEO of a company to know what's happening with every job in your company? I like that the Starbucks CEO is doing that. I had a couple of friends who were uh, uh, Taco Bell uh, execs and it used to be. I didn't think you were a Taco Bell guy. I thought I you, the Taco, other. I I thought I you were the other I one. Delta, yeah, but you're Del Taco, Taco I love, but my friends were Taco Bell execs, and they used to have to go work in the uh, not the franchises, but the you know the the store owned ones. Okay, and, and like once a quarter, they'd have to go there for you know like a day or so and just work. And it was always so weird that there's guys and gals in like dress suits, right? You know, their sleeves are rolled up, and they're like, "Can I take your order, please?" And I just thought, well, you know, that's good though, right? Yeah, getting out, seeing how the the, the youngsters, because a lot of them got their gigs mm-hmm. they built up they went to college some of them and they built their way up uh, and that's how they did it but i i got i think it's awesome i think it's cool yeah is he gonna tell everybody he's the ceo well they know who he is they'll know who the character is okay all right hey let me hit you with this we mentioned this very briefly yesterday it was the school shooting in denver yeah all right this is why it's a bizarre shooting apparently the teen 17, by the way, he's dead. Um, What he had to do to get into school every day is shocking. Yeah. This school was so worried about this kid coming and blowing the place up or, or shooting people that he was patted down every single day before he got into school. This high school was so worried about this kid. That they said, okay, we got to pat him down. They're, like one person and he had agreed one job. to it. He, he agreed, agreed to, to it. it. And then yesterday he brings a gun in. Yeah. Uh, and then he shoots people. Yep. And then he goes and he's dead too. Uh, they uh, uh, 
overnight, magically, because uh, remember during George Floyd, they voted to to uh, get rid of the resource officers. Uh, overnight, uh, they reinstated all the resource officers. Wait, I'm confused. What? Denver, remember, so, you know, they got the resource officers, the the, the cops on, on uh, well, during Denver decided we're getting rid of resource officers. They did that a few years ago? After, during George Floyd. Because nobody wants police. Oh, so when George Floyd silly. happened, so they got rid of him. And last night, they reinstated him. Oh, gosh. You don't reinstate someone after people get killed. Yeah. I continue to ask this question. What in God's name was that guy doing in school? Yeah, if you drop your kid off at school, right, and it's a known fact by all the kids that this guy gets patted down every day. (laughs) Because he was threatening to kill and hurt people. As a parent going to say something, aren't you as a parent? I would have been saying, no, this is not happening. Why is he in school? Why aren't you guys kicking him out of school? I don't want my kid in the same class as as the guy who's got to get patted down every single day. Because you're racist. Of course. Of course. Of course. course. Are they racist for patting him down? Uh, Yes. Wait, why am I racist? (laughs) Because he's black. Oh, I don't know if he's black or white. I had no idea. And people are asking questions. Did they not go after this kid? Doesn't matter. Well, yeah, because first of all, why was the little kid still in school? Why are we continuing to allow? Six-year-old in Virginia? Yeah. Yeah. the kid that shot the the kids in Ohio or Michigan, yeah. Oxford. Why are we continuing to allow people to not be punished and and kicked out of school? Some kids can't be around other kids, and you and kick the, them out, and you kick them out. You kick the six year old out. You should have, but a teacher got shot in the chest, and then you're patting this one seventeen year old down. How'd that work out for you? Uh, it didn't work out really. No, no. By the way, did you see the story of the Michigan school shooter? His parents are going to go to court. They're up for uh, manslaughter because of what their kid did. Yeah. All right, make sure you're checking out our podcast. Subscribe to it. Uh, iPhone or Android. Don't miss the show. It's brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Go to carolhasabuyers.com. All right, still to come, we're going to talk to an Arizona uh, state senator about how to fix the zone. Plus, we're going to talk to the daughter of Ted Price. He was killed by Aaron Gunches, who is on death row. He might be there for a while because of our governor. Stick around.